Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. I would like to bring in our producer, Anthony, with the latest on Deshaun Watson. All right, guys, so this is the start of the all-season that seemingly uh, is reaching a tipping point. The New York Times detailed a report on Tuesday about Deshaun Watson's case, also examining the role that the Texans played in all of this when the, and if the organization knew about Watson's massage practices. I'll give you a quick synopsis. It's a, it's a great article. You guys should read it from the Times. According to the article, the Houston Texans arranged Watson to have a quote-unquote place at the Houston Hotel where he used a fitness club, he dined there, and even set up massages in his hotel rooms with at least seven different women. The article states a Texas, a Texan employee gave Watson non-disclosure agreement, an NDA, which he subsequently used for his massage visits, and that many women who did not sue Watson or report to the police described acts of sexual misconduct by Watson during their massages that are similar to those who actually have alleged Watson of doing uh, sexual misconduct to them as well. Further, the Time reports that Watson scheduled, get this guys, 66 massage therapists meetings between fall of 2019 and spring 2021. Mm-hmm. A lot to digest there, guys. Uh, I'll toss it over back to you dudes to get your initial thoughts here. Yeah, I mean, this this situation has, has, has been alarming. Um, we see that, I believe, Deshaun Watson reached out for, to 66 women for massage. Now, he didn't actually, you know, get 66 massages from different women. Um, I think the, the NFL, I think, has to almost drop the hammer just because of the allotment of women and the number it's gone to. I would not be surprised if Deshaun Watson got 8 to 12 games because you saw what the MLB did with, with Bauer. I believe they suspended him for two years. So I think everybody's looking at the NFL, Omar and Brandon, um, and seeing what they're going to do, what position they're going to take on this situation. Yeah, he's already sat out one whole full season. He got paid. Uh, the NFL made the mistake of not putting him on the commissioner's exempt mm-hmm. list, which would have began the suspension period. But obviously they want to let, let the legal process play itself out. My concern, I mean, and I've said this before, in the court of public opinion, mm. Deshaun Watson is already guilty. There's nothing that he's going to do, including a settlement, that is going to produce his innocence. Yeah, in public opinion. In, in the court of public opinion, yeah. even in, even from a civil suit. Mm. And, and, and that's my point. His, this attorney right now, he, I, I believe by the time we get to the regular season's opener, there will be 30 women that he just continues to unleash, to continue to add pressure, to continue to drive a settlement, to continue to drive the price up because they're trying to apply pressure to force Deshaun Watson to settle this case. Mm. They're, they're trying to embarrass the NFL to so that they can force Deshaun Watson to settle this case. They're trying to apply pressure to the Cleveland Browns so that the Cleveland Browns can force Deshaun Watson to settle this case. In my opinion, and this has nothing to do with his guilt or innocence. I believe that Deshaun Watson should not settle the case and should let the process play out in the legal system. Because honestly, they've already outlined his, you know, sexual perversion. Mm-hmm. How much worse can it get? Well, I mean, the thing is, you worry if you're the Browns, right? This dragging out, you knew that this potentially yeah. could happen. Uh, mm-hmm. This dragging out into 2023, 2024, which it most likely will because of the number of women that have come forward. Uh, Brendan, uh, love to get your, your thoughts on, on this this whole process with Sean Watson. 
Listen, it's a it's a tough situation. You never want to be in this situation. Everybody involved, right? It's uh, it it's tough. And and I guess for me, uh, you know, I'm, I've been trying to look for the comparison um, case or situation in the NFL. Like, what can it? Who can the NFL pull from? You know, is there any type of baseline? Uh, big, big and I think ben, Big yeah. Ben was accused of and Zeke too, right? Not really Zeke. Big so, ben, so Big Ben yeah. had a suspension, had yeah. a serious suspension. So, so, so yeah. Like I've been thinking about this, right? Because the NFL, it's like we're so reactive all the time, and you know, mm-hmm. once the the public opinion gets involved, then it's like, okay, we got to do it like this. And I, I and, and I think we we got an opportunity to potentially get it right. You know, maybe it's Robert Kraft. Ooh, what do you mm. mean potentially Robert Kraft? I mean, they didn't punish Robert Kraft at all. Well, so, you know, I like to get messy. I was about to say. <laughs> you know, I like to get messy. Yeah. You know what, what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, I, I hear what I hear. And it's, it's totally different. different. For players it's for, totally, no, no, I'm not. No, listen, I'm just saying, like, you know, um, you know, this is a tough situation, right? And, and so the NFL, because it's like, what, what's, what are we talking about here? You know, uh, what's the punishment? All right. What's going on? And so when you think about it, um, the NFL has, you know, something of a baseline. Yeah, you talked about Big Ben and then you have Robert Kraft as well. And now Robert Kraft was just the massage parlors, you know, and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. So I, I, would, I would, you know, I would be curious to see, you know, what that situation was like, you know, when he was down in Jupiter, Florida, how many times did he go and, you yeah, know. I mean- yeah, and 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 what was that like, and 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 what was the NFL's approach to handling Robert Kraft? Because that's what we're waiting on, right? Like, what is the NFL going to do? You know, then also, you know, will Deshaun uh, uh, settle? Now, let me ask you this question, Brandon, because you were you were an elite athlete in your prime. How many massages would you get a week, and how many masseuses would you use in a season? Yeah, so. Um, in season, playing for the Miami Dolphins is really when I really embraced. And we had one lady, Miss Ka- Ka- Katiana, Katrina, Katrina. And so I would get a massage every single day right after practice at the Dolphins facility. She would give me a flush. So like as soon as we got off the field, I would take a quick shower and we had some time to eat and also just do some recovery stuff or whatever you wanted. And I would literally walk right in in the training room and she would be there um, and, and I would just get a flush. And I think that Every should be. Day? How long does a flush take? She An hour. Because for me. Oh, my God. Yeah, because like, listen, listen, it's a, I think for yeah, in, in everybody's routine, everybody's routine is a little bit different. I, I you know, uh, um you have th- there's three there's three layers to the body. When I look at an athlete and what we got to do to prepare, recover, and how do we sustain, right? Structural, right? So you got to look at the skeletal system. Am I aligned? Because sometimes when you're not in alignment, you know things can throw you off, and that's where the chiropractor come in and comes yep. in at. And then there's also other exercises you can do to make sure the body's still aligned, pelvis and all the, these other things. The second thing is the the neuromuscular system, right? Why do you see LeBron James doing what he's doing before games? You know, these little quirky, weird exercises because he's literally trying to make sure that the muscles in the body is firing correctly. Not the big stuff, the little stuff. And then the big stuff is the muscle, the muscular system, the the muscular, the the, the, the whole muscle, the muscles in the body, excuse me. And so when you think about the muscles, there's so much that's, that, that goes into that. And I'm trying to give you guys high level stuff really quickly so you can understand it. But one of the things that we have to understand as athletes and just when you're you're 
in performance is a, a, a leaner muscle, a smoother muscle is a more efficient muscle. So that's why we always hear about athletes getting massages. So in season, I truly believe guys need to do a, they Yes, once if you're in football, maybe once a, once a day. Absolutely. Hold on. Absolutely. According to my math, and and I'm I'm factoring in training camp, bye week, um, off season. You're at maybe, and I'm being conservative here, 120 massages a year, bro. And I'm making I'm, right. I was making 12 million dollars off my body. Now well, everybody's I'm, different. I'm just, adding, I'm, I'm just saying. Yes. Th- think about it. I just told you. I just told you. After every practice for the Miami Dolphins, they'll tell you. I literally walked into the because I didn't want any buildup. I didn't want you know you got these notches. That's what you're yeah. trying to do in the, in, in, I mean, in, in, when you get a athlete, massage. So, hold on, Deuce. Yeah. I, we'll put a number on it for the week and for the year. Uh, for the week during the season, uh, two to three a week. Two to three a week. Hundred percent. Because you got to think like Brandon was saying, right? You don't want those knots to build up. So on. Um, I'll, I'll take it from Friday, Brandon. Friday after you got the light practice, we call it fast, fast Friday. Friday. Yeah, hour and ten minutes on the field. Usually everybody does a lot of recovery, so I see the chiropractor. I do ART, uh, some dry needling, and then I also get a massage on that day as well. Right? You know, Saturday is a walkthrough. Um, we all go to the hotel. Sunday we play the game. You know, some guys get a massage Sunday right after the game. I usually get mine on Monday. And then, like, to Brandon's point, sometimes during the midweek, depending on how I feel, you know, I'm in the D-line. It's it's, it's trench work, you know. Yeah. I might need to get another one on Wednesday or Thursday before I get one on Friday. So you're talking about and three a week. And then, and then even in the offseason when we're training to prepare so, for the play, you got to get two a week as well. So, okay, to, to both of you individuals, yeah, the fact that he – needed 66 masseuses well that's the challenge that's the that's the that's the that's the that's 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 the problem right there right for me when i was playing for the dolphins it was just uh miss katrina right like that's all it was but But what i did what i did is what i did is to huh you found the one that you liked yes that's right but but what i did is because think about this you know, some people love getting massages, right? Like some people love getting massages. For me, it turned into a part of my job, so it was like a task, yep. and, I, and it was like you don't someone putting their elbow in you, and like ah, like it, it's tough. It sucks at times. Even eating, eating was a task for me, right? Like I didn't eat to enjoy. I ate because I had to get energy. I had to get certain things from proteins and carbs and fats, et cetera, et cetera. You understand? So what I used to do once I got to the Chicago Bears, I had two to three massage therapists just to break up. But not the monotony of my routine that was in place for years. So I had like, okay, how do I break it up where it's not as boring? I would have uh, Mr. Chin would come over and he would massage me. And then we had another young lady, uh, Phaedra, uh, that would come to this, the house and massage me. And 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 I think for the boundaries that we had in place at my house was, you know, because it, it is a it's a it's a sticky situation. Most athletes were laying on a massage table. Most people, even if you're going to a resort, you're laying butt naked on the table mm-hmm. right and oh, then you're talking about problem. for an athlete like oh, really? you know massage I, I, therapist yeah you, we're talking about like you know and i'm gonna be honest you got to be professional because the yeah. massage therapist is getting your inner thigh the massage therapist is getting your your, your butt your glutes the massage your glute. therapist yeah. is getting your quads and your feet and all these other things right so you got to be professional i think you got to have boundaries in place so for me our table is always set up in the middle of the living room right my yeah. wife was walking in 
up and down the stairs and she was able to see whatever's going on and 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 it's like protect yourself you got to p- protect the situation even like having eyeballs like you know obviously you don't want to have no certain cameras and stuff in place but you as players you you got to make sure that cuz it's it's a very intimate uh, uh, space right because you're laying on somebody's table naked and they're touching you in places where you know it, it's it could you know some people deem inappropriate yeah this is i am athlete tonight i'm your host lee j Dulzable with my teammates brandon marshall and omar kelly and we were talking about cleveland browns quarterback deshaun watson and the situation that he's currently in and we go from deshaun watson to baker mayfield now the cleveland browns have exempted baker mayfield from coming to their mini camp, which starts June 14th. Now, both parties, you know, have mutually agreed, uh, you know, on this separation for Baker Mayfield not to be there during mini camp. But, you know, Omar Kelly and Brandon Marshall, we just discussed this. You know, Deshaun Watson could potentially, you know, miss eight to 12 games, maybe even more this year. Do you think, and I know, Brandon, you've answered this before, and you don't think uh, Baker is willing to, to forgive and forget, but do you think the Browns, could potentially come back to Baker Mayfield and be like, you know what? You know, we have you on the books for, I believe, $18 million this year. Mm-hmm. We think that you could be a starter for us and you could, this could benefit you as well, right? You parlay this in. You have I a got really it. Good, I got it. To a new co- contract. Go ahead. Yeah, I get, it's very simple. Think about what we just talked about, right? 24 civil uh, uh, suits against Deshaun Watson, 66 different massage therapists. The Cleveland Browns definitely did their due diligence. They knew exact, They know exactly what's going on. They they still chose Absolutely. to to pursue and get the deal done with Deshaun. Not only did they treat – Right. Mm-hmm. So, so you know what? You, you know what that says about Baker Mayfield? That says that there was some very like like from a just from a culture and a production standpoint, they were extremely, you know, unhappy. Yeah, yeah, and disappointed. <laughs> they and they weren't, they weren't in love. I talked to. I, it's not. I it's not just in love. Of course, they weren't in love. But think about it. Like you went to the other end of the spectrum. Like like you yeah. know all these allegations, no, and no, you go no, make no. this move. Hold on one second. You go make this move. So it's simple. Like if you guys were, if the relationship was that bad, right? to the point where you 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 know you felt like you had to make this move then there's there's no turning back you got to you move on move on just go with the backup if it's going to be they, if it's going to be a game four games six games for the half a season that, that's, that, you, you got to move on you got to move on like baker mayfield you think baker mayfield's mature enough to go back into that locker room uh, that's, that's, no, that was that's, Omar, that's been Omar's point. He don't think he's mature enough. No, to do it. I don't think he's mature enough. But his 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 agent is smart enough to say, "Listen, you have to play well if you want to continue to be 100%. a starting quarterback in the NFL." And this is a business for every athlete. This is a business. You are the one that teaches me this is a business. And Baker has to take a business mindset. Yeah. Nobody else is going to offer you an opportunity to start in the NFL other than the Cleveland Browns. Okay, but but here's what I'm saying from a business. Here's what I'm saying from a business perspective is that. You also got to look at culture as well. Do you want that guy in your locker room? I rather like no. So I get what you're saying, but if I'm the Cleveland Browns, I'm saying you know what? He's a it's a it's a cultural challenge. I'm gonna let Baker Mayfield go, and I'll take my chances with our backup quarterback. That's what I would do. Hear what's happening around the globe on World of Basketball. Had a great opportunity last night. One of the highlights of my uh, really my career. 
At the premiere of the new Adam Sandler movie called Hustle, I was fortunate enough to be asked to play myself. It's the best basketball movie in terms of the action and the play on the court that you'll ever see. New episodes of World of Basketball, hosted by Fran Fraschilla, are released Thursdays on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. We were discussing that the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield have a kumbaya moment and come back and rectify things because of the uncertainty with Deshaun Watson potentially maybe being suspended eight to 12 games, maybe even more. And I know, Brandon, you were saying there's no way, right? Because Baker Mayfield's attitude and you don't think he's mature enough to do it. But this is my thing to Omar Kelly's point, right? We always talk about this is a business, right? Uh, there's no other team right now besides maybe Seattle and Carolina that Baker Mayfield could go to and potentially compete to start, right? Compete. I think if he stays in Cleveland, I think he's the starter over Jacoby Brissett from day one. Oh, I've watched from, Jacoby from, all last year. From, he's from definitely day one. better than Jacoby This is my Brissett. thing. Yeah. I, if I'm, if I'm, you know, the, the president, the owner of the Cleveland Browns, I'm getting those leaders together on the team, right, Brandon? Because you talk about, you worry about his attitude. You don't want him bringing, you know, the culture down in the locker room. Ask those guys what their relationship is with Baker Mayfield. And do they feel like if we kept Baker on this team, for, you know, this season because Deshaun wants to potentially get suspended. Would you guys be all right with that? I think that's how you answer that question, B. And and guess what? Guess what the guys are going to say? And this is the problem, right? Like, why do we have, why do we feel like we have to force these situations? There's not in there's no other freaking industry or business where we're like this place this person's disgruntled this person's happy and we get we're, no you have to stay here you're going to force it. Like, do we do we try to do? Do we try to? No. Yeah. What yes. am I saying here? What am I saying? No. What, this you're you're under a contract. Hold you're on. Under, no. 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 This is what I'm saying here. This is what I'm saying here. You're no, just we don't. If they're like, if if I, no, in corporate America, if an employee is not a good fit, you get rid of them. You move on. If an employee comes mm-hmm. in and says, "I don't want to be here anymore," you're gonna let the employee go. Well, like depends, this is a different dynamic. No, no, <laughs> not necessarily. If you have him under contract yeah. and he's <laughs> he's an irreplaceable asset, or you need him, and or- he's walking in the locker room and he's not speaking to anybody, right? He's okay. not speaking to he's anybody. He, he's not. He's not talking he to the coaches. Job? Is he? See, doing that's the problem. Job? See, all right, that's yeah. all right, so. That's the problem. Here's what we need to be looking at: production and culture, and both are equally important. And production. that's basically what I'm saying is, you know, if you're a if you Baker Mayfield, if you produce and don't have the culture, we're going to give you more time. That was me, Brandon Marshall, back when I was playing. You know, the first six, five, six years of my career, right? It's like you know what the production is there, and then but the culture could be off at times. So they gave me more time until I matured and I grew. But if it it's the other way. If you have the culture and that production, then you only get a little bit of time. If you don't have either, then you don't have a chance. So hold on. That, that is that true. So but the problem is this is that this is why teams and organizations fail is because we try to continue to force it. You got Baker Mayfield. Okay, let's say the production is there. He's not gonna come and throw, you know, two, three picks a game or something, and he's going to win, you know, most of his games. But the culture is off. You know what that does? The wide receivers are gonna be pissed, the offensive coordinator is gonna be pissed. This guy's gonna be pissed. Like it's just gonna be off. It's gonna be off. You're not gonna get it done, huh? He's a rental. Yeah. He's a he's a rental. He's like you think, a 
he's a house that I that I that I got on. Um, what, what's what's when you when you rent houses? Um, come on, Zillow, no, Airbnb, not, Airbnb. He's, a, he's an Airbnb quarterback. I'm trying to get through six or eight or twelve games and give my team a chance to win. I mean, as a player, hey, can hey, Omar, 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 yes, Omar, can you say that again so we can clip that and I want the audio to be clear and 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 team, can we take that and put it on social media in our YouTube clips? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. There's this pure silence. Just give us your Baker Mayfield uh, 10 second take so we can clip it and put it on social media. What did you just say? Baker Mayfield is an Airbnb quarterback. He's just trying to get through six or eight or 10 or 12 games until Deshaun Watson is done with his suspension. I, trust me, I've seen Jacoby Brissett. I would rather have Baker Mayfield as my quarterback. And as the wide receiver of the Cleveland Browns, Brandon Marshall, if you were in your prime and you knew that you had to play without Deshaun Watson for at least half a season, you're going to want the best quarterback because you need a new contract, right? This is what I'm saying is there's a couple of those guys that have cotton balls from, from Baker Mayfield for the last couple of years, and they don't vibe with them. That's what I'm well, telling you. I, I know that. I heard it. They don't vibe yeah, with them. We, we, and we know that for a fact. We but know the thing that. is, we, we know Baker was also hurt last year, right? If you go back to his 2020 season. Yeah, but it's not that. It's about I text you. Why didn't you text me back? I called you. Why didn't you call me back? There's maturity that needs to happen. So but, you're but not going to win. You're not going to. That's what I mean by culture. That's what I mean. But, and but, I, they and did, I know, but they did win in 2020 with him, though. They got to they, the playoffs. They won playoff games. Yeah, they went to the second round. Yeah. Okay, uh, but it, now, it, it, so now do you think? So now, okay. So now, all right. That that was the Baker May, Baker Mayfield situation. Then now we're talking about you just went and got Deshaun Watson. I'm supposed to be. I'm the number one overall pick. I'm the face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. And no now more. you're taking that. No now more. you're I'm taking that. Not, you're taking that from me. You're yes, taking that from me. You want me to come in here? You go ahead. Go you ahead. go, Deuce. All right. So tell me what's the what's the difference between what the Cleveland Browns did to Baker Mayfield. And what San Francisco did to Jimmy G? Mm. Mm. What's the Jimmy difference? G. Jimmy G. is has he's he's way more mature. That's what I'm saying to you. But he's that's what I'm saying. But, but, but Jimmy's older too. That's what I'm saying. Like you talked about it, right? B. It took you a few years to get that maturity. I think this bake this Baker situation opened if, his eyes. Right? Nobody's coming to get him. Then why right isn't now. he at minicamp? Then dudes. Well, no, the team exempted him from coming. Why? Why? Uh, he, I mean, he, I don't know. As a quarterback, you're supposed to be there, even if you're hurt. He doesn't, want, he doesn't want to be part of the drama. They don't want. They don't want him to be a distraction from the team. But I and think, he can't take rest right now anyway because yeah. he's coming up the shoulder surgery. I personally think. <laughs> oh, that, and, and as and the leader, you're supposed to be there still in those oh, meeting rooms, still going through install. You're still mm-hmm. supposed to be there. That, okay, that's fair. That's fair. You you're right. He's maturity not, yeah. is maturity is his biggest issue. This is this is time for him to grow up. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't grow up, you're not going to be making fifteen million dollars next year on your next deal. Yeah. And, and you have to be on the field and you have to show people you're mature. Let me ask you a question, Omar. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You remember? Yes, you remember? Yes, two thousand <laughs> was it? Two thousand eleven, Coach mm-hmm. Milano, right yes, sir. after that. What, what, when they stepped out, oh, no, no, hold yeah. on, yeah, 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 yeah. 2011. How do you feel uh, if you were Coach Barano? How would you feel? How would you have handled this? They are Jeff Ireland and 
Mr. Ross, Stephen Ross is in there. His private plane hit it to mm-hmm. Ann Arbor mm-hmm. or wherever he was no, to go no, sit down to California, Stanford, Stanford yeah. to go sit down with Coach Harbaugh. Yep. Right. And then there was literally reports saying, you know, oh, they're about to get this done. But you have a coach that is still in the office working. It's okay. business. Mm. Okay. It's, 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 I mean, you do ruthless things in the NFL every single day to players. Why would you not do them to coaches or GMs? Hell, the Dolphins had Tua Valoa as their starting quarterback and was and Tom Brady was signed to the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, retired, and they were still trying to convince him to come play for them. And not publicly, not publicly, not publicly. I mean, but they got caught. They still got caught. Yeah, they, they didn't publicly. Take yeah, but that that's private what plane, and, and they that, got caught. That's yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So now you, I was I walked in the office. I saw Coach Barone. He was broken. Rest yeah. in peace. I came in there. He, the office the, all the dark. Well, office all dark. And job. I came. I said, Coach, how you doing? As a player, I walked in the office to check on Coach. He's literally sitting there watching his play on TV. How do you think he feel? You think you gonna get all of Coach Barone? And, no. and, and, <laughs> Listen, but y'all rallied around him, didn't you? Y'all, y'all fought That's for true. him. Y'all, 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 and he never n- not he did his job mm. now, until until y'all lost the game because you lost the starting quarterback, lost the left tackle, and and lost to the Philadelphia Eagles, and they looked at that as the opportunity to fire him. Yeah. That's true. It's, it's a business, man. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Baker Mayfield and the Browns do. But ultimately, I think it makes sense on both parties for them to kiss and make up because it looks like Deshaun Watson could potentially miss. Half the year. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I'm your host, Lee Doosable, with my teammates, Omar Kelly and Brandon Marshall. And Jamarcus Russell has broken his silence. And he doesn't view himself as a bust. We're going to bring in our producer, Anthony, to give you the backstory on this. All right, so we went from a former number one pick to another number one pick. And this one was in the 2007 draft by the Oakland Raiders. Jamarcus Russell, who is uh, widely considered one of the biggest busts in NFL history, he spoke his truth to the Players' Tribune. In the article, uh, Russell made it abundantly clear that he does not consider himself a failure, despite grossly falling short of expectations and only playing three seasons in the NFL with a record of 7-18. and 18. For those that don't know, the Player Tribune is written by the athletes themselves in first person. So with yeah. that in mind, he's an excerpt of the article. He, uh, he, he goes on to state, I went to LSU. I went number one. I got paper. I have coaches coming down here eating my grandma's cooking. I changed my family's circumstance forever. Everything else is gravy, for real. Yeah, I only played three years in the league, but those three years covered a lifetime. I wasn't supposed to be shit. Man, I wasn't even supposed to be here. I'm talking here, here. I shattered every expectation of my life. I was Mr. Football for the whole state of Alabama. I got millions to wear some Nike shoes. And I play the game I love. I was the second black quarterback to go number one after Mike Vick. I ain't no failure. I'm a king. Okay. What's your thoughts to that, Omar? Oh, can I dive um, in really quick? Let me, oh, go ahead, oh, you said Omar. No, you said Omar. Go, oh. Listen, Jamarcus Russell is clearly the biggest bust in NFL history. Number one pick. Here's the thing. If you have talent, somebody is going to give you another opportunity, especially if you're a quarterback. Mm. He didn't. He barely made it three years. And and ate his way out of the league. Mm. Like, how could you not be the biggest bust in NFL history? I'm looking at busts right now. And honestly, 
we're, we're, we're not even we're not even close when you're talking about uh, guys like uh, Trent Richardson or, or um, you know, Vernon Golston or, um, you know, Tony Mandrich or or, you know, uh, Kevin Allen or Brian Bosworth or, um, you know, or Tim Couch. I'm Ooh. sorry, Akili Smith. We're, this is the list of the biggest busts in NFL history. Um, nobody's even close to Jamarcus Russell in my mind. Yeah, it's it's a tough situation because I understand where he's coming from and what, what he said as far as like coming from where he came from. You know, he wasn't even supposed to be here. Um, him going number one overall, went to LSU, um, got paid millions. He was the second black quarterback to go number one yep. after to Michael Vick. And he probably said back quarterbacks back probably about five years. Uh, you no, know, we talked about this in the production meeting, but it's not as bad as you think, right? Because I think what RG3 went number two a few years after that. Cam Newton just four years after that went number one overall. So uh, uh, did he set him back? I don't, I don't know about that. But um, yeah, as far as his production and play on the field, he was considered a bust. I'm just being honest. Uh, the production wasn't there for a guy that goes number one. You, you, you see him as a franchise guy. Guys that go number one are Andrew Locke. Peyton Manning, guys like Ryan that. Leaf, Ryan Leaf, who was also, but he wasn't the number one over because Peyton went number one. He was number two, two right? Yeah, yeah number he, two. He was number two. Um, but I'm just saying, when usually when a quarterback goes number one overall, you know, I mean, even Cam Newton, who's had a really good career in the NFL, like those guys are supposed to be franchise guys for ten to fifteen years, and you went number one and only played three years in the NFL. Like nobody even wanted to take a chance on you. Yep. After you left the Vegas Raiders, and this is not me downing the man. That's those are just the facts. So, um, I, granted, in, in the scheme of life, of course, you, you're not a bust because you did what ultimately a lot of people could never do in this lifetime. But as far as the production on the field, you are considered a bust. Go ahead, B. Marsh. Um, Jamarcus Russell, he's right and he's wrong. Mm. It's crazy that, that this article came <laughs> out today and, and, and that's what he spoke on because, you know, I, I was thinking about this last week. I'm like, right, like, if you make it to the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, I don't care how your career goes, you are a king. Mm. That's a blessing. You're talking about to be uh, a part of what? Like this this small, small, small community, man, that broke through. So absolutely, he, 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 he he's a king. Absolutely, it changed his his family for life. His kids, mm-hmm. kids potentially, if he did well with his money, so he should be. Guaranteed. He should be. He absolutely need to be celebrating. So so in that aspect, like no man, like that's a that's a big feat. That's a big deal. And sometimes really? we minimize that. You know how hard it takes to make it to the NFL by just like always focusing on the production of it. Now, when you when we lean into the production and we really lean into uh, uh, the football side, just we're just talking pure football. You're a freaking bus, right? <laughs> and it's okay though. It's okay yeah. because you are still a king. You still accomplish yeah. something that not a lot of people accomplish. But on the football field, you didn't get the job done. And and, yeah. and what we need to be te- what we need to be doing right now, and then we got to always keep it real because people are listening, and we also yeah. have kids that are listening and watching watching us. Is educate and teach. So what you should be doing is saying, you know what? 
I didn't take care of myself in the off season. I, mm. you know what? I didn't watch yes. enough film. If I could do it again, this is what I would be doing, right? Absolutely. So let's separate the conversation and say what it really is. We get sensitive because people mm-hmm. come out and they say you're a bus, you're a bus, you're a bus. And so basically, what he's coming out and saying is like, no, nah, man, you know, I took care of my family. Great, that's one side of the conversation. Yes. Now let's also, I want to hear the other side of it. I want to see Players Tribune come out with the other side of it of it. I am athlete need to come out with the other side of it. Let's let's bring them on and let's talk about it from a football standpoint. Teach us what you would have done differently. Why did you only play three years? You know, teach us. Speaking that gospel. Yeah, that's true. It's funny you say that because Brandon on a show brought up an individual that I actually covered, which was uh, Moore, the receiver, Ryan Moore. And I and Brandon, he was from Orlando and Ryan Moore was the all world five star can't miss prospect. And I covered him at UM Mm. and he didn't have the work ethic to make it to the pros. Mm. He wanted everything handed to him. And he was Brandon Marshall. How many stars were you, Brandon? I was a three star. That Brandon was a three star athlete in Orlando. Mm -hmm. Ryan Moore was from Orlando. And here's Brandon Marshall. Look at the career that he's has. Yeah. And it was because he had that drive, determination, and that work ethic. And, you know, nothing ha- was going to, nothing should have been handed to him. Where he, so he's got a, Brandon's making a great point because there's so many athletes that should make it. Yeah. At, based it's on a, talent. And it's and, almost and, like the biggest curse, though, Omar. It's like yeah. when, you know, when you're, when you, Ryan Moore, that's a, a freak. I almost, wow. You, you remember that story. We came out the same year. Okay, yeah, we're in Orlando. He was a five-star, he was a three-star. And I wasn't even a three-star receiver. I was just a three-star athlete. They had me down as an athlete on the board. They didn't even have a position next to me, okay? And he was offered by the UM. He was offered by the uh, uh, Florida. He was offered by USC and, like, all the top colleges, right? Ryan Moore was the guy, not only in Florida, but in the nation, Okay, and so when you go through high school and you're always on the pedestal, sometimes you feel like like you've arrived. Talent only takes you so freaking far. So then you have all these other athletes, even like you, dudes, like you, dudes was this in the same boat. Dudes wasn't even drafted and 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 freaking played ten years in the NFL. Why? Because he always had a chip on his shoulder. That's that. It's like. Man, it's the, that's the beauty in, you know what? Put your head down, work, and, and, and talent only takes you so far. What about the other intangibles? Yeah, and, and that's a great point. That's something that I've actually talked about for years, right? We don't – guys upstairs don't understand that, B. A lot of the guys that are making these decisions in the front office, mm-hmm. they don't understand the t- intangibles. They don't understand the work ethic. They don't understand the heart. They talk about, this, you know, this guy has so much talent, but it doesn't matter if he doesn't have the willpower – you know, to Brandon's point, if this guy's been number one his whole career, like what's his work ethic like? Does he truly love to come and go to work every single day? Like, does he does he embrace the grind? And I think, uh, again, me and Brandon have told this story many times when I got to UCF, you know, he would call me a cocky little shit. But I just had that <laughs> mentality like that. I was going to be better than everybody. Like that was just my mentality as soon as I walked into the door. And even as an undrafted free agent, I still had that confidence like I. Again, only two players that played my position played longer than me in the NFL. That's crazy. Chris, Chris Long and Calais wow. Campbell, who's still playing. And both of I those guys, Calais was a second-round pick, should have been a first-round pick. Yes. Chris Long was the number two pick in our draft class. So, I mean, it, to his wow. point, I had a chip on my shoulder year in and year out. And 
I like I heard coaches tell me all the time, oh, we don't know if you have the skill set. I'm like, bro, what do you like? What film are you watch? I literally would tell the coach what and I probably got in trouble for this. You was the cocky was, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I mean. <laughs> what film are you watching? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not killing it. I don't know. Do you remember Coach Hux, our linebacker coach at, at UCF? 100 percent Okay, so Coach Hux was was my guy, right? So uh he said he talked to and this is why every time I played the Chargers, I, I tried to lay into him. He said one of his guys that he knew was from the Chargers, and I'll, I'll rap after this, um, came to him. It was like, you know, coach, I, I just don't see it. And 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 Hux was telling him, like, nah, this guy has it. And he was like, dude, this dude, you know, he told me he doesn't know if he sees it. And I literally that that lit a fire up under me. Cause I'm like, bro, like what what are you watching? What don't you see? So every time I played the Chargers, I tried to. I tried to kill them, bro. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, it pissed me off to, to my 10th year. And I think I played them at least four times in my career. And I always had a good game versus them. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA tonight trial to start your free trial today. Sirius XM Podcasts.